want my old job back, Dr. Han. I am a surgeon. 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 And I want to figure out whether or not Lost is a good TV show. Hi, welcome to All the Best Podcasts Have Daddy Issues, a podcast about whether or not Lost is a good TV show. I'm your host, Nolan Pavlich. And I'm Emma May. And that quote was, of course, uh, from the uh, the the newly viral clip of uh, The Good Doctor. With um, our boy, Daniel Day Kim. Yes, which I did not realize this. But I don't know if you looked if you looked at it at all. Daniel Day Kim like essentially developed the show. That makes me so sad. I know it's such a bummer. <laughs> it's such um, a bad show. Yeah, I, it, I, so it was um, it was a Korean show, I think, and then he got it. Uh, he basically got the rights uh, to develop it over here, and um, so they're doing that. What does uh, it even yeah, air on? I think. Ugh. It's on Hulu, so I'd have to imagine ABC. Oh, okay. Oh, um, so it's like televised. It's not even streaming. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's televised. Okay. Well, no, it definitely is because it's one of those shows that has... Like, someone posted a thing because they're like, all these people on Twitter are acting like they've never heard of The Good Doctor. Uh, and Succession has 2 million viewers an episode. And The Good Doctor has like 16 million viewers an episode. Which is cool, but it is the Good Doctor is not a show that you like are supposed to know about. It's a show yeah. that like your mom tells you that is actually really good, mm-hmm. and then you watch it, and then you're like, oh yeah, okay. And she just watches watch it and plays Sudoku anyway. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, she's not watching it. My mom would probably be more interested in the uh, Korean version, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, she's really into the Korean dramas. Um, uh, but yeah, I I do think that that was uh, funny thing because he's in the show too, um, which like why wouldn't you? But like it's just so funny to be like yeah, this guy just liked the show from Korea, it got the rights to do it here, and then he uh, he took a role on it. Well, at least he's still getting work. Yeah, luckily, I mean thank God this podcast is not here to talk about the Good Doctor. We're here to talk about. A actually good TV show, or is it? We don't know. Lost. What What would it be? The good... It would just be all the good podcasts. Just the good podcasts. That's what it would be if, mm-hmm. if we were about the good doctor. Yeah, the good uh, podcast. Which is a worse title. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't mention daddy issues at all. Mm-hmm. I, I Frankly, I will not host a podcast if it doesn't include the word daddy in the title. So... Um, this is episode two, or I'm sorry, season two, episode 17, Lockdown. No E, just Lockdown. They, 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 frankly, I think it's cowardice at that point. I'm a little disappointed. The e in there. Yeah. With like the well, other. Do I hate the titles? pun names? Yeah, of course, I hate the pun names. But if you're going to do it, do it. Mm-hmm. Don't just, don't, don't half ass it. Right. Emma, how are you, uh, how are you feeling on this episode? I really, really enjoyed it. All this stuff yeah, on the, one. it's really good. Um, mm-hmm. And usually, like, I don't know, the last lock episode was just so comically dramatic and what over the, the top. Last one? Wasn't it uh, when he meets Helen? Oh, yes. And then, yeah. Yeah. 
she mm-hmm. like throws the keys over his over the yeah dad's fence yeah just such a soap opera and this one um like i think the pacing on the island was so good and it mm-hmm. made me like kind of look past the over dramatized stuff in the flashbacks like i think it actually worked really well together um wow well i will say this katie seagal elevates the flashback yeah she does she she's incredible yeah she's she's really good in this show Mm -hmm. she was bringing it um but no i liked it this is like a really good episode for me i liked it a lot did Mm -hmm. you like it were you on board Mm -hmm. oh yeah absolutely yeah i mean this really has everything you have um you have the uh uh, the stuff in the hatch, which is all great, like, good drama. The flashbacks are all pretty good, and there's not as... Well, we'll talk about... There is some soap opera elements. There are, yeah. Um, the, the Well, we'll talk about it. And then uh, the C-plot, or B-plot, or whatever it is of the episode, uh, with Jack playing poker, is fun on its own, and it also has the element of, like, the weird irony of, like, if he wasn't doing this... Locke would not be in his predicament, mm-hmm. but because Jack is having this fun little, like, you know, poker showdown on the other side of the island, uh, Locke is uh, dying in the hatch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's getting crushed. Um, I'm going to be bold here and say mm-hmm. I wish every single episode of Lost had this formula. Sure. I think of... it's so fun. Where the sea yeah. plot actually, like, feeds into the other stuff that's going on sometimes it just feels so out of place well and like the flashbacks i think the flashbacks are good for this one because they really don't tie into the island stuff very much at all right or am i i mean there's some maybe basic like Locke is willing to trust people stuff in there but other than that it's not like there's like some lesson that he learned in the flashback that applies to the island so it's just entertaining on its own if anything he Um, didn't really learn a lesson (laughs) Yeah, well, yeah, that might be his whole deal, honestly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I, that's kind of what I think flashbacks... I mean, flashbacks are fun when they tie into the island well. But when they don't do it well, it just feels like, well, you shouldn't have even done that. Just do more of a character study. Yeah, Like, right. I'm interested in these characters. I want to learn more about them. They don't. I don't need it to be mystical. Mm-hmm. All right, well, let's, uh, let's jump in here. Lockdown was directed by Stephen Williams... Uh, written by Damon Lindelof and Carlton Cuse. Um, so, you know, all three of them have been uh, around the block on Lost so far. And it aired March 29th, 2006. We start on flashback. And it opens up on Locke opening up his sock drawer. Which Locke doesn't mm-hmm. have very many socks. Can we talk about a sock drawer? Like, a little bit. He doesn't have very many. And the way that he folds them all into, like, little balls, um, I find that (laughs) Yeah, that is chaotic. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's chaos Um, in Locke's doctor. Yeah. Okay? Well, and I think that that travels forward into the future, right? Because it's pretty clear that based on the, like, crisp white socks that he wears on the island, that he bought them all at the airport. Yeah. So he probably doesn't own any you know, socks to this day, really. So true, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that the writers put that little Easter egg in there for us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's really, they've really nailed down this character <laughs> just at every dimension of him. 
Um, but he goes in the sock drawer and pulls out a ring that he has hidden in one of the balled up socks. Um, mm-hmm. And obviously he's thinking of proposing to Helen. Um, mm-hmm. In the next scene, he is packing a picnic uh, and Helen comes in the kitchen um, they're both acting really cute and are having a back and forth that I like. It just seems like they a have really good chemistry. Yeah, really good chemistry. Yeah. It seems like a healthy relationship. Um, right. And Helen gives them a hug from behind. And then as she's moving away from the embrace, like at this point, mm-hmm. she's less than a foot away from Sun. He takes uh-huh. the ring out of his shirt pocket and stares <laughs> at it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and then there should, <laughs> wraps it in a napkin. There, sh- there should have been an anime style, uh, like voiceover, where he just thinks to himself, "I'm going to propose to her today," yes. as this is happening, just so we know, right? Because it's not obvious. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, I mean, this man is living dangerously, and he loves to yeah. live just a little bit on the edge, and I like that about him. It's just like screaming yeah. Aries to me. Um, which I know we've talked about before, but uh, it's good. I like that little snippet in the scene. Um, What did you think about his ring-hiding location? I, like, that's going to fall out. Like, I don't think it's going to stay put, but whatever. Well, the thing that I thought was, like, what if she, like, unfurls her napkin quickly? Like, she just, like, kind of flaps it all out. Like, that ring's going, you know. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very true. <laughs> but she, so she asks if she can help and they're still being really cute. And Locke says no. Um, mm-hmm. He tells her to read her obituaries and drink her coffee, which I yeah. I guess means that this is something that she does often. Um, this is like her manic pixie dream girl thing. Yeah. Where it's like, I read obituaries uh, because death is so full of life, don't you think? <laughs> Um, now let's listen to the Smiths. Right, yeah. Um, just very strange. Uh, she says that it's her favorite part of the newspaper because no one ever says anything mean about people once they're dead. Um, Mm -hmm. this is obviously the wrong answer. The funnies are everyone's favorite section of the paper. Uh, yeah, I am with Locke on this. Yeah, which, I mean, he rightly How do you feel about newspaper comics? You a fan? You got any favorites? I mean, I don't think they make Marmaduke anymore. That was my favorite growing mm-hmm. up, so I don't know. Really? Marmaduke. You're a Marmaduke kid. Well, it had a dog that's in it. That's crazy to me. That's, that's all. That's crazy to yeah. me. Calvin and Hobbes, that's the one. Um, I don't think we got that in our newspaper growing up. Oh, that's we had insane. Peanuts. We had peanuts, but we didn't have oh my Calvin God. and Hobbes. I don't want to, you know, look... God bless you guys, but maybe maybe this maybe leads to some of what's going on politically in Minnesota right now. Yeah. You guys had peanuts instead of Calvin and Hobbes. That's insane to me. Yeah. Uh, I used to, when I was in junior high, um, I was a pretty cool kid, so I used to eat lunch in the library every day. Mm-hmm. And they, they had those uh, collections of newspaper comics, like the... You know, the Far Side Volume 1 oh, or whatever. Oh, I love and so Far I would Side. Read those all the time. Yeah, Far Side was good. So far good. Side, I will say this, doesn't hold up great. Oh, it doesn't? <laughs> no, there's a few that are good, but a lot of them were, I thought they were funny based on the virtue of, like, 
well, other people must think these are funny, so they're definitely funny. Mm-hmm. There's some good ones in there, but uh, I loved Farside growing up, though. Yeah, growing uh, up. Now I'm afraid then, to yeah. like revisit it. Maybe I'll just let that be a yeah. little piece of my childhood that I don't tarnish by revisiting. Do you know which one has held up really well, like surprisingly well? Cow tools is uh, well, of course, cow tools. <laughs> that, I mean, honestly, I respect that comic. Um, I do too. At which, it, for listeners, that's a comic, a far side comic that is like kind of uh, famous for being completely nonsensical. <laughs> it's like. It's a cow next to like some weird setting, weird set of tools, and it just says the caption is just cow tools, and like they received letters and letters of people asking, "What does this mean? <laughs> Why is this funny?" And he's never commented on it once. But no, I, I think Dilbert has held up really well, oh and God. not even necessarily the jokes, but just the the politics of it. I think is feel really good yeah the man behind the cartoon of dilbert good yeah. guy I, I haven't looked into scott adams but i'm sure he's doing great he's probably really capitalizing on his big successful comic mm-hmm. i'm sure he hasn't thrown it all in the the dilbert toilet there's just no to... way <laughs> yeah um but anyways all that to say Locke is objectively correct here Locke is right no one's favorite section of the paper are the obituaries unless they're a psychopath mm-hmm. or a malgoth and helen's not <laughs> yeah. wearing black lipstick and she doesn't have a septum piercing so but she should to both of those things yes she just should to be clear mm-hmm. yeah um but as she is looking at the obituary, uh, she asks him what his father's name is and if it's Anthony Cooper. Uh, of course it is. Um, and she tells him that he is dead. And so starts the flashback. I got to say this. I mean, obviously, we'll find out over the course of this episode all the different twists and turns. But like, if the start of Cooper's plan is just that, like, does he know that Helen reads the obituaries every day? Yeah. Like, how would that, how does that work that he would, like, uh, that, like, how would Locke even find out if it hadn't been for this uh, random chance reading? Yeah, I have so many questions. <laughs> that will never get answered. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. Well, we'll see. We've got a few more seasons left of this show. That's so. true. Back in the hatch, leaving off basically right where we were at at the end of the last episode, uh, uh, right after Henry has done his, I would lure them out into the jungle with a fake map, fake map thing. Uh, Jack tells Henry that he needs to draw a map to the balloon, and Henry says, "Hey, I was just joking. Sorry, and it was obviously in poor taste. Uh, I mean, just stirring the pot, really." Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Jack tells Locke to put Henry back in the armory. Henry says, "You know, oh, why do you let him talk to you like that?" And Locke gets mad and uh, throws him in. So, immediately, any goodwill that he had earned from the last episode is gone. Mm-hmm. Um, out in the jungle, Said and Ana Lucia, they find the uh, where Charlie is at. He has found uh, the grave, supposedly, of, of Henry's wife. And then all of a sudden, Ana Lucia notices that she can't feel the rain anymore. And they look up and see the balloon. How did they not As, notice think, that? I know. I mean, that is funny. I do think that, that it's also funny that... I, I think it's a good call, probably, that they had them find the balloon like this this early. Because it really does make it seem like there's, like, the kind of irony throughout the episode of Locke not trusting Henry while, well, clearly Henry must be trustworthy because they found the balloon. Mm-hmm. I think that's a pretty well-done twist. I don't yeah. necessarily think it's 
something you see coming right away. I wasn't expecting it to have a resolve this episode. I was like, yeah. like, oh, he's kind of shady. Like, I wonder if something happens down the line. But yeah, it, yeah, really good twist at the end. Jack on the beach um, asks Hurley if he's seen Anna Lucia. And Hurley says that they took off yesterday and comments about how he's out of the loop. And Jack says there is no loop. Claire comes and asks Jack to look at Aaron, who is fine and recovering well. And then Libby comes up, uh, says she was stung by a sea urchin. And Jack says, oh, you should put some Neosporin on that. And Libby says, well, Sawyer's charging 10 loads of laundry per Neosporin tube. Which I gotta say, obviously nobody should be hoarding the medicine. But in that situation, 10 loads of laundry for Neosporin is a pretty good deal. Yeah, that's You're not, not going to find Neosporin on the, on the... And you're going to be there for... I mean, it's not like you have, like, too little time on the island. Mm-hmm. And also, there's a washing machine now. Mm-hmm. But I think this is interesting. It kind of gives us, like, a... I, I think it's trying to do a thing of, like, oh, this is Jack out and about, and these are all the questions people come up to him and have, and then he gets suckered into the, the poker game. It's a little bit too short to really land that i think yeah it, uh, it is fun to watch in back in the hatch uh Locke is on the exercise bike he's exercising uh he's got music playing very loudly um all of a sudden he notices that there is some kind of sound coming from the pa system but it's extremely muffled i i, I tried multiple times over the course of the episode just anytime the pa system was playing to hear it and it's really there's i think one time where you can hear the word lockdown and then other than that, very hard to hear uh, what it's saying other than whenever it starts counting down. Um, he goes to fix the PA system, but uh, he kind of gets shocked while he's uh, trying to fix it. Then we get our second flashback. And uh, Helen and Locke drive to Anthony's burial site at the cemetery for the burial service. She, They hang back in the car and have a cute moment together she asks if he still wants to do this and says that they could just go on their picnic together and Locke says that they will do that soon uh and helen cracks a joke and says maybe he left you his kidney which i got a little laugh mm-hmm. out of um and yeah. Locke did too yeah it cheered him up a little bit so then it moves to the next scene and it's only them at the final burial burial service um, and some random guy who's just standing there, like not even sitting down, um, mm-hmm. uh, where the the priest is reading the Bible and going on with the service while Locke is kind of looking around and he notices the two shady guys kind of hanging out further away from the burial service. And he also notices a parked car with tinted windows uh, and the priest Ask John if he wants to say anything, and uh, John stands up and tells his father that he forgives them, at which point the car speeds off. This is where you get to feel pretty bad, because his dad really screw- screws him up mm-hmm. here. Like, he's really a, he's ready to let this guy go. Mm-hmm. Uh, back in the hatch, a lockdown has initiated. Um, Henry is asking questions the whole time, because he's trapped in his cell and doesn't know what's going on and uh Locke kind of just tells him to shut up and eventually blast doors start coming down and Locke is barely able to get a not I, I guess a crowbar some kind of bar a pry mm-hmm. bar underneath the blast door back on the beach Hurley is playing poker with uh, Sawyer and Kate 
Um, Sawyer is uh, seems like cleaning their clocks, uh, but Jack comes over and kind of like reads all of them. Like, oh, uh, Hurley, you should fold. Uh, you don't have that good of a hand, and Sawyer has a beat, and Kate, you're just playing for the fun of it. Um, yeah, so Sawyer uh, <laughs> Sawyer says, "Hey, Amaryl, Slim, think you can uh, think since you watch poker on TV, you can tussle with the big boys." which is a pretty fun way to invite someone to a poker game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, yeah, Sawyer convinces him to play some poker with them. Kate does, too, um, a little bit. She's, like, mm-hmm. like kind of coyly, like, smiling at him and yeah. pegging him on. Yeah, Kate's very pro-Jack this episode, for sure. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised that she's sitting down with Sawyer, honestly. I'm after, just... Yeah, after he conned him. Yeah. Yeah, it seems like Kate's pretty much willing to put up with whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, from from these guys. So, in uh, the hatch, uh, the lights are flickering. Uh, Henry is asking questions, but uh, Locke says that nothing is wrong. He's trying to remain in control. In our third flashback, uh, Locke is finishing up, looking at a house in escrow. Uh, he's the inspector, and um, he tells the woman that he's talking to that she got a really nice house and she got a good deal uh mentioned something weird about a husband which she doesn't have i don't know why that was Mm -hmm. put in there (laughs) um well so did you notice who she was no i didn't so she is nadia it's kind of hard to tell because she's not wearing the hijab or whatever it is um, so oh. that's why there's that weird thing. Because otherwise, yeah, very odd comment to make of like, oh, I'm sure you and your husband will enjoy it. Okay, um, okay. Yeah, I did not mm-hmm. recognize her. Okay, thank you for mentioning that. Because that totally went yeah. over my head. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she's pretty much unrecognizable here except for the accent, I think. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. That makes a lot more sense. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he goes to his car and um he's wearing a jumper that says welcome home on it and mm-hmm. shows that he's the home inspector and that he's the owner uh, of the company um which good for him good for him he notices as he's walking back to his truck that the car that was at the funeral is across the street and he walks towards it um the window rolls down and of course it's his dad wearing some sunglasses as a disguise i guess to (laughs) (laughs) stay low um (laughs) and he greets him hello son uh which god after their last interaction what a evil i mean this guy's period yeah oh i hate him um they go to a bar for a drink um which is a pretty bold move on Locke's part i i kind of feel like Mm -hmm. if i were john Locke, i would probably Tell him to f off, or yeah. tell him to just like cut to the chase right where he is in the car. I don't know that I'd follow him to a second location. Um, oh, for sure, no. Yeah, I mean, this guy. I, I think Locke is just so desperate to like have there be a reason that all of this had happened. Yeah, that's like, so he true. He would love to. He would love to have an explanation for how. I he would fully buy that Anthony Cooper is like a CIA agent that had to do it for a mission mm-hmm. if he sold it well enough. That's so true. Yeah, the daddy issues run so deep with Locke. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Locke asks Anthony what he wants, and Anthony immediately starts off by saying that he knows what he did to Locke was wrong, and that he was dying, and that's why he had to steal his kidney. 
And Locke turns around and says, you could have just asked for it. You know, I would have given it to you, which I completely 100% believe. Like, I don't think he Mm -hmm. had to go to such lengths to con him. Um, So then John takes a shot and asks him again what he wants. Uh, Anthony then goes on to explain that he killed himself off because there are two other guys after him. Um, Locke has a funny line where he says, what did you do? Steal their livers? Uh, that was good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Helen's rubbing off on him in a good way. I don't think <laughs> pre- yeah. like pre-Helen Locke would have had that locked and loaded to no. go. Um, no, no way. Uh, Anthony says that he took them for uh, $700,000 on a retirement con and that the money is sitting in a safety deposit box. Um, he whips out a key and says that Locke is the only person that can get it for him. Like, he can't possibly think of another human being that could. Like, don't you think Locke's mom probably would? Yeah, I, I, it could be something that really wasn't explained where it's like a next of kin type thing. Like, he's oh, technically sure. the owner because he's the son. Mm-hmm. But I, there's no way that Anthony Cooper got, you know, did the paperwork to legally register Locke as his son. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, so, I, I mean, I think it, it's truly just that he doesn't care that he's screwing with John. Yeah, right, right. Locke asks if he thinks that he's stupid. And Anthony says that he um, will give him uh, 200K and that he's going to be staying at the Flightline Motel until tomorrow afternoon. Um, but then he's gone, money or no money. And he also says that if Locke doesn't show up, you wouldn't blame him. Because he is a good enough con man to know that Locke would never, ever just, like, take the money and not right. go to the meetup. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Locke decides to uh, let Henry out to pry the door open in the hatch. Uh, Henry agrees, but he gets Locke's word that Locke will protect him no matter what. Which is a good timing to get a promise like that, mm-hmm. I would say. Uh, on the beach, Jack is uh, beating everybody. He's uh, clearly, like, in Sawyer's head about uh, about poker. I mean, Jack is just an absolute, like, poker pro. Um, uh, which is good for him. Uh, Jack has won all the fruit, so he's leaving. And Sawyer says, oh, come on, let's go. And uh, Jack says, well, we're just playing for fun, right? And Sawyer wants all the fruit back that... Uh, that Jack won, uh, clearly just wanting to, to beat Jack. And so Kate, of course, does the, should I go and get a ruler line? This was in 2006, like, uh, uh, clever writing still, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, Jack tells Sawyer that he wants the medicine that he took from the hatch, which I guess he, I missed. I thought that Jack got the medicine, but I guess Jack, I guess there was medicine in the armory, he says, that Sawyer took, so mm-hmm. I don't know. Locke and Henry uh, use crowbars and weight bars and all kinds of stuff to pry open the door. Uh, they're barely able to get it up enough to get a toolbox underneath. And then this is insane to me. Locke immediately starts going underneath it. Oh. Um, for sure. I mean, you cannot think. You could punch the top of that toolbox and make a big dent. Yeah, right. Like, there's, there's no way you would ever think that that blast door would be held by that thing. You gotta get like just stack stacks of books in there would right. probably be better than uh, the just that toolbox. Um, but yeah, so as Locke starts going underneath it immediately, uh, the box crumples and his leg is impaled by one of the the things from the blast door. Um, and Henry hurries to get weights 
like uh, bar weights to uh, uh, stacked underneath uh, in order to relieve the pressure on his leg. Uh, but yeah, Locke is once again. Uh, we got another uh, leg injury for John Locke. He's going to be unable to walk again for a bit. As soon as this starts happening, like it, the energy that it builds is so good. Mm-hmm. This was like yeah. the moment where it was like, oh my god! Like yeah. I completely forgot that this happened where he got his oh, yeah. leg stuck. Um, this is great. Yeah, I mean, this is like a just a good like psychological experiment mm-hmm. of just like, do you trust Henry at all? And it's yeah, really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really good stuff. Um, in the fourth flashback, uh, we open up on Locke, and he's opening the security box to uh, 1516 in the bank. Um, mm-hmm. The woman who opened it up for him leaves him alone with the box, and he opens it to see a huge stack of hundreds. So Anthony at least wasn't lying about that. In the next scene, he comes home with a bag and starts to tell Helen to get dressed up when she cuts him off and tells him that they have visitors. Um, Again, the spatial awareness that everybody has in this episode is so crazy. Like, how would you not notice that there's two guys (laughs) right there? Um, But anyway. Yeah. Two of the most threatening-looking guys you can even imagine. Right, yeah. This is where the John Locke <laughs> soap opera flashback element comes in, because these guys are so... I mean, nobody would be scared of these dudes. Yeah. 100%. It's like they... Um, was the Sopranos out at this time? It's like they saw that, and they were like, how can we do that, but make it... Yeah. Make it yeah, drama. Basically. Yeah, Yeah. Um, what if we had one guy who was like... Uh, like a shorter version of any of the characters on The Sopranos, and one guy who was Seth Rogen. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's exactly it. Um, But anyway, they're there, and the one introduces himself as Jimmy Bain. Yeah. Um, Funny name. Which is funny, too, and I'll say this right now, we never see this guy again, so it's so funny that they, like, laid down his name here. Yeah. Um, I, it feels like, I mean, I guess I could see him maybe, like, popping up in a Sawyer episode later on down the line or something like that as, like, a connection between different, but, like, yeah, he's he's never, we're never seeing Jimmy Bain again. It should have been, like, my name's Scully Raptor. Or, like, <laughs> like something just completely out of this world. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. Um, they went with Jimmy Bain, and that's their choice, and that's fine. Uh, How you doing, Mr. Locke? My name's Hellblade. Yeah. (laughs) That would have been good. That would have been captivating television. Um, Mm -hmm. But he wants to ask Locke a couple questions, um, one of which he wants to know if he's seen his dad since he passed away uh, and says that he didn't look all that shook up at his funeral. Um, This sets Helen off, and she goes into, like, anger management mode. And starts mm-hmm. swearing at him. Um, she says that, you know, they were trying to get past it. And Helen tells him to get out. Uh, Jimmy Bain says, okay, that's fine. Uh, but one last question, what's in the bag? And Seth Rogen. I mean, that poor guy doesn't even get a name. Like, have a little fun with it, right? Yeah. Um, but he comes forward. It should have been Eddie something. 
Eddy two time. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Not my associate, Mr. Eddie Frankenstein. Yeah. <laughs> take a look through your bag here. <laughs> that is so good. Um, so Eddie Frankenstein comes over and he takes the bag, which of course, you know, I thought that it was going to have money in it, but um, he dumps everything out on the table and it's just home inspector stuff. So uh, Locke yeah. is off the hook here. Um, which we, I think as viewers, we don't necessarily know too. So it is a little bit tense. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, although I fully believe that Locke and Helen could beat both of them up in a, like a just straight up fist fight. Oh so. yeah. Locke apologizes to Helen and asks if she's okay. Helen immediately calls them out online. I love her. <laughs> she's so good. Yeah. Um, and he says that he wasn't lying. He was just scared. And I guess that's enough for her because she gives him a hug. And, um, yeah. I don't know. Awful. He didn't, he does an awful lie here. Like it's yeah. not convincing. Not whatsoever. believable. Mm-hmm. Back at the poker game, uh, Sawyer, Asks Jack uh, where he learned poker, and Jack says in Phuket, which is in Thailand, which Sawyer knows because um, I guess at that time, like knowing about Thailand was not like you know. Now, if you were like, "Hey, a character knows a random city in Thailand," like that would be a way to show that that person is a creep. Mm-hmm. Uh, but mm-hmm. uh, back in 2006, I guess it was, it just meant Sawyer knew about geography. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, <laughs> uh, Jack calls him on the fact that he's just trying to distract him um, while he deals from the bottom of the deck, and Sawyer gives a little like, "Ah, well, I had to try," which is pretty good. I, I like that. I honestly like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in the hatch, Locke tells Henry that he's going to have to push the button. Uh, and gives him the instructions and all that. And Henry is pretty willing to go along with it. He's just kind of like, all right, yeah. He goes to uh, climb up the vent in the pantry. Uh, but he falls down and gets knocked out as the alarm starts beeping. Which is, in retrospect, I mean, we haven't talked about it, I guess. But knowing that Henry is one of the others. Like, I wonder if this is him just pretending to be incompetent. Or if he really does just knock himself out here. Um, yeah, he's he's definitely a non-threatening person in this episode. Mm-hmm. And the drama uh, that that adds is so good too. It's like mm-hmm. every single scene in the hatch just builds and builds. Really good. Oh yeah, it's I great. Love it. Um, at the poker game, Jack goes all in. He basically baits Sawyer into betting all of the medicine by saying like, "Oh, there's a lot of people watching now. You don't want to." You don't want to lose in front of all of them. I will say all the people that are watching is like Hurley, Libby, Kate, and then like some extras. Yeah. Um, I, which I thought was pretty funny. Uh, but Sawyer calls and they both reveal what they got. Uh, Jack wins on a pair of nines, which Sawyer is upset about. And uh, he says he'll come by later for the medicine. And as he's getting up to go, Sawyer asks why he didn't go for the guns. And Jack says that he'll get the guns uh, when he needs the guns doing a power play on Sawyer there, mm-hmm. I suppose. Henry wakes up down in the, the hatch, and uh, he gets up into the events. Uh, we hear the alarm going into, like, the super alarm mode, which is, I believe, it's when there's one minute left. Is that right? Mm-hmm. I think so. But we don't see inside the room at all, which is a great choice, by the way. I like that, like, we never see what goes on with Henry in there at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, in our final flashback... Locke shows up to the flight line with a bag of money for Anthony, which I was kind of surprised by. I didn't know where it was going to go. I didn't know if he was going to, like, try and keep it. or. But, of course, he goes. 
obviously like he he wants to mend that relationship so badly and anthony lets him in and uh they start kind of divvying up the money um anthony asks if there were any problems and black says no um like he should have mentioned that the two guys were there i feel like but um yeah anyway anthony asks about helen as he is filling the bag with um his cut and lack tells him that he is going to ask her to marry him tonight and anthony congratulates him uh Anthony puts Locke's share on the table and says that it will get him a nice honeymoon. And Locke tells him that he didn't do it for the money. And Anthony asks why he did. And Locke just looks at him and smiles. Oh, my heart. Um, Which Anthony doesn't even acknowledge and then leaves right away. Like he makes a joke about the uh, housekeeper getting a good tip if he doesn't take it. Um. And as soon as he opens the door, Helen is outside and uh, just, like, immediately knows that, oh, this is John's dad. Um, And asks uh, if he's him. He starts to kind of try and explain. And Helen cuts him off and slaps him. Um, She leaves the motel and goes to her car um, as Locke is following her. Uh, she tells John that he wants his father's love more than hers. Oh, yeah. She does this so well. Not wrong, I think. No, I think that she is absolutely right. Um, and at this point, uh, Lack decides that it's a good time to propose and Mm -hmm. gives her a speech about how much he loves her and how he can't live without her and gets down on a knee. But she drives away without saying a word. Uh, yep. And as this is happening, Anthony gets into a taxi cab and just takes off. Um, yeah, he doesn't care at all. He doesn't care. Not a tiny bit. Um, and <laughs> he leaves John alone at the motel as an oceanic flight uh, goes over. Yeah, Oof. You gotta feel for him. Um, I feel for him, but I also don't. Because it's like, why didn't? why did you lie to her? Why did you, like, it's been such a thorn yeah. in their relationship. Right. Yeah, or why not be? Yeah, why not just be honest with her about what's going on? Like she would right. probably say no, but also, you know, if you just say, "Hey, I'm gonna give, I'm gonna get my two hundred grand out of this, and then we'll never see this guy again," uh, I would imagine she'd probably be okay with that. <laughs> like I don't know. Yeah, and or like whatever. even if she was mad about it, at least sympathetic. Like he stole his kidney. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. if he hadn't lied about it, I think it would have been a totally different situation. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, back in the hatch, the alarm stops beeping. Um, uh, so, but and we hear the clock reset. I don't think we hear any buttons or anything like that being pressed. Um, so we really don't know what happened. Uh, but a uh, black light uh, all of a sudden comes on, and Locke sees a map on the blast door. Uh, we get a clear shot of it in the sense that, like, we see it from dead on, but it's far enough away that there's, like, writing all over, and you really can't make out any of it. There's a big question mark in, uh, the middle, and then there's a bunch of different symbols all over it, but it's really hard to tell what it even is. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, then all of a sudden, the regular lights come back on, and the door lifts up. Um, there's a moment where it seems like, uh, Henry isn't there. Uh, but he all of a sudden appears behind Locke and comes to help him. 
Kate, uh, as they're... This, I will say, this part did bother me. Um, like, Jack and Sawyer and them are playing poker on the beach at what looks like noon, essentially. Mm-hmm. And so all of Locke's stuff has to happen within 108 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, but by now, all of a sudden, it's like the dead of night in the jungle. Like, it's this very weird, like, just a little bit, like, disorienting. Yeah. Um, where uh, it doesn't quite match up. But, it, I mean, it's fine. Whatever. Um, obviously, this works better. This next scene works better um, in the dark. Kate asks Jack if uh, she can go and take a shower at the hatch. Um, but uh, Jack lies and says, oh, no, you can't. The plumbing's busted. This, to me, is the worst lie that he's told on the show so far. If I found out that the shower at the hatch was not busted and they were just trying to hide Henry from me, I would be so angry. Mm-hmm. Like, what, you get to take the showers just because you're allowed to know the secret? Okay. It does feel um, very elitist. Like, what about the yeah. other people? You know, yeah. like oh, it's insane. Yeah, they they've. I mean, you know, I I don't know that. Obviously, Kate finds out in this episode what's going on. So hopefully, we get like a reckoning here soon. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, insane that they're just excluding all these people because they don't want people to know. Kate tells Jack that she's glad that uh, he beat Sawyer, and then Jack offers to walk her back to the beach. Um, and then all of a sudden they see a flashing light in the jungle. They go over to it and it is a parachute drop, uh, which of course, um, obviously the show is hugely tarp centric and I would consider a parachute to be the ultimate tarp. (laughs) Um, the, uh, the, the, uh, as far as tarps go, it's number one. So I think they're going to have a lot of fun with this parachute on the beach. Do you think it Um, could have maybe like, there's... (sighs) Like, it could load the tarp economy, though, on the island. Mm. Wow, that's a great point. Like, now all of a sudden it's going to be 50 loads of laundry for a tube of Neosporin. Yeah, right. Uh, because uh, because the tarps are all out of whack. That's mm-hmm. a great point. I didn't consider that at all. Well, luckily, um, uh, Jack seems to be in a position uh, where he can kind of act as a one percenter and kind of hoard everything for himself. So maybe he'll just take the parachute. It's perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> uh, it's a uh, trickle down, uh, tarponomics, <laughs> um, uh, inside this, uh, this parachute package is more Dharma food. Uh, they really want to answer how the food got on the island. That's something the show is really concerned about. I personally, that's not something I care about. Like, I, I would like that, but it. It feels like that mystery is wrapped up in, like, what the hatch is even doing there. Yeah. So it does not feel like some extra thing that I, like, really need explained to me. But they decided to do it here. So at some point there was some sort of flyover that dropped a bunch of food, a pallet of food. Um, as they're looking at all this stuff, Saeed and the others show up and Jack asks, what did you find? Locke asks Henry what he saw when he went into the hatch. Uh, and Henry tells Locke that he saw... Uh, a bunch of hieroglyphs where the timer was, so he entered the numbers, and then everything stopped, and the, the numbers flipped back to normal, and he went back through the vent and, uh, and came out, and that's all he did. Um, Saeed shows up holding a gun on Henry, and at least, and now this is where we're kind of like, oh, what's going on? Uh, they found the balloon, um, and Henry seems like, oh, okay, well, my story should check out, right? But uh, wouldn't you know it, Saeed still didn't trust him, even after finding the balloon. And so he dug up the grave uh, for 
where Henry's wife is. And inside was not his wife, but the real Henry Gale, who I guess they buried with his driver's license. Um, now this, I will say, is insane, right? Because instead of um, Henry's name is Henry Gale, which is like a reference to Wizard of Oz, which nobody ever is going to bring up, or Henry's name is like a fake name, Mm-hmm. Uh, that he's using, and just nobody's bringing up that it's a reference to Wizard of Oz. Instead, it's like this weird middle ground of like, no, it was a real guy. It's just that now he's lying about it. Like, why would he take Henry Gale's name? Yeah. Like he, they, they if he didn't count on them finding the body, he that would never matter. <laughs> um, I don't know. If that's that's so true. Uh, <laughs> Maybe it was like one of those things where he panicked and he was like, oh, I'm going to use the story, but what name can I use? Oh, yeah. Henry Gale. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I will say too that the real Henry Gale, he's like a, a bald black guy with a big bristling mustache. He basically looks like uh, like the perfect like bus driver. Yeah, um, uh, and he looks like he would have ruled, and I wish he had been an actual character on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, I noticed it's a bummer that, that he's he was dead. from Lizetta, um, Okay, which I oh, really... would you like to give us some insight? Yeah, well, Lizetta is kind of like um, it's a very like aff- affluent suburb of the cities. Mm. Um, that and makes sense. I wish that they would have tried to say Wyzetta, because the way that it's spelled, you would never, ever say Wyzetta. It's, oh, it's spelled, how's it spelled? It's spelled W-A-Y-Z-A-T-A. Oh, yeah. No. Wyzetta is, like, mm-hmm. how I'd imagine people pronounce it if they're not from here. But mm-hmm. I wish that would have ended up on the show. It's fine that it didn't, but... Yeah. Like, Saeed yeah. yelling, like, oh, you're from Wyzetta? But it's fine. <laughs> well, I mean, and now we know canonically nobody on the show has ever maybe even been to Minnesota, let alone been from there. <laughs> um, so uh, your your only link is dead, unfortunately. Uh, um, I will say, too, this explanation is great. This is like the, uh, um, the Columbo, like, uh, just one more thing, uh, Mr. Gale. I, uh, you know, I... I thought real hard about your the grave. Like it, Naveen Andrews gets to make like an absolute meal out of this explanation, mm-hmm. um, and it's uh, it's really good. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's the end of the episode. So good. This, ep- this episode mm-hmm. is so good. So uh, viewers agree. This one came in at number twenty four on IMDb, okay. which is pretty high. Yeah, uh, I actually. I really like this episode. I, I mean, I guess it kind of just has it all. It has the good, the good fun plot, the good ba- flashbacks. It has the the good island stuff, but then also it has like some island mystery elements and and a big reveal at the end. So I mean, it really is uh, just got everything you want out of an episode of Lost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good stuff. Um, so yeah, I think I have to agree. Uh, next week. Uh, we will be talking about the episode Dave, which is a Hurley episode. Um, obviously, we're a professional Lost podcast, um, so I think now is a good time for us to guess uh, who Dave is. Do you want to guess? Or I'll start. Yeah. I think it's probably David Duchovny, Ooh. if I had to guess. 
Oh, I, I hope think so. most likely David Duchovny plays a pretty big part into the next episode. What are you thinking? I think he becomes friends with the Dave from Wendy's. Oh, yeah, Dave Thomas. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. That's my All guess. right. Wow, and only on the island could something as freaky as a square <laughs> hamburger patty ever even. I mean, this show Lost is so weird. It's they got so their hamburger fainy. patties are square. Mm-hmm. Wow, yeah. <laughs> That's great. That's a good answer. All right. Um, well, uh, until next week, um, if you enjoyed this episode, please go onto Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts from and uh, give us a little review. Give us, um, I don't know, what are you thinking, Emma? Uh, somewhere between five and five stars in that vicinity. Five and five stars, mm-hmm. yeah. All right, one star for uh, every uh, every mango Jack one. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, yeah, you can follow us on Twitter at All the Best Pods, or you can send us an email, All the Best Podcast at gmail.com. Um, and until next week, get lost. Get lost. <laughs>